Warriors of the Divine has something for every woman, from jewelry to beautiful handmade kimonos, to robes, dresses, tops, bottoms, yoga wear, and more. There is something for everyone this holiday season, with some great deals for every budget. My favorites are their sun and moon earrings, and of course, Warriors of the Divine signature angel feather earrings. Express yourself, connect to your inner goddess. Head to warriorsdivine.com forward slash sisterwives and use the promo code sisterwives for 10% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 16, The One-on-One Special Part 2. The episode opens with Suki asking Cody if he and Janelle had great sex. Cody won't answer that and he says these are loving relationships and sex is a part of it, but it's not the main focus. Now, mind you, Suki is asking Cody this because he had just said that Janelle objectified him, all he was to her was a piece of meat, so Suki asked if Janelle and Cody were just attracted to each other, if it was physical, and Cody says no, and then he says he doesn't know, and then he deflects, and he says Janelle asked to be a part of his family for whatever reasons she had, whatever the reasons were. Now, Suki wonders if it was because Janelle loved him that maybe she wanted to be a part of the family. And Cody says no. Janelle was attracted to him and he knows she wasn't in love with him when they got married. Janelle says there was definitely physical attraction with Cody. There was definitely physical compatibility. And Suki wonders if Janelle and Cody had a much more physical connection than most people would imagine. And Janelle says, yeah, they actually did, but she doesn't normally discuss this kind of stuff. She says she's hinted at it before. Janelle says things were very good in that department, not just good, but very good. Now, Suki wonders if the makeup sex was the best part, and Janelle says, yeah, and she can't get that smile off her face. I can't even wrap my mind around that. I just completely disgusted by Cody, so... I guess to each their own. Now, Cody says he is sitting there with the perspective that his whole family is dismantling now. And so he was reaching out to Janelle to try and save things with her. And Suki wonders why Cody didn't just tell Janelle he loved her and that he wanted to reconcile with her when they went to that lunch. And Janelle said that she wanted to stay separated. And Cody says, no, he was not in that place. He wasn't wanting to pursue Janelle. He wasn't wanting to drop everything right then to say, hey, baby, I want you. You are the end all be all. Because Cody says from his perspective, he and Janelle, they hadn't talked for four weeks since that big fight. And then they had this lunch and Cody felt totally betrayed. He was very ashamed of the fight. And he says, instead of communicating, it was all just triggers. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, triggers. Cody was triggered, so it was totally okay that he behaved that way. No problem. He's a self-proclaimed alpha male that's all about getting triggered. Go figure. Being triggered is no excuse for losing your ability to communicate, for pointing your finger in someone's face, for being aggressive, for being loud. None of that is acceptable behavior. And just throwing out the word triggered, that's no excuse. Being triggered doesn't just give you carte blanche to act however you want, to say whatever you want. 
to be disrespectful and condescending. That's not okay and that's not an excuse. Again, they play the flashback scene of the fight and Cody demands that Janelle needs to take accountability and Janelle tells Cody he made this about all of those other issues that he insisted he could no longer sweep those under the rug. They needed to be solved before the family could get together and communicate and blah, blah, blah. And Cody says he didn't do that. And he says he doesn't want to be triggered. He wanted to discuss things and then consider reconciling. But Janelle wanted a separation. So Cody says it's a fine line between making it work and everything being completely broken and not fixable. Because Cody says he is going through a process just like Janelle. And he knows that Janelle is also in this space where if they reconcile, she wonders if she will lose herself or if she'll find herself. And Cody feels the same way. He wonders if they reconciled. Will he lose himself? Will he find himself? He doesn't know. Janelle says she doesn't buy that. She doesn't think Cody holds out hope for her. She thinks Cody likes the idea of their family, not their family itself, just the idea of it. And she thinks Cody felt like he promised Robin a plural family. And so he's trying to really grab a hold of Janelle just because of this promise he made to Robin in order to appease her. And Janelle tells it like it is. Janelle says, It's also a little bit of Cody's ego tied up in this. But Janelle really doesn't think Cody is holding out hope or pining for her at all. Janelle says Cody never once came to her and said, I really love you, Janelle. I want to make this work. Janelle says not in a deep way or in an intimate connection type of way. Janelle says she wanted more out of their connection. She wanted more of their connection, more investment in their marriage. And for Cody, it was about telling Janelle that she needed to co-parent better She needed to be less independent. He had a list of demands she needed to meet, a list of hoops she needed to jump through. And Janelle says she needed to do all of these things in order to earn that relationship with him. She had to earn it. Janelle felt, no, she really didn't need to earn a relationship with Cody. That wasn't worth it for her. Christine always felt that she needed to do something to earn Cody's love or to earn Cody's acceptance. She always had to do something a certain way. And Christine didn't realize how much stress she was under when she lived like that. She says, Cody liked very specific things. So when he came over, Christine did things exactly Cody's way. She made the dinner that he liked, or she would make sure the house was cleaned a certain way, the way he liked to his liking. She wanted Cody to be comfortable in her home. So it seems to me that Cody is very controlling. He's also very critical. He seems to be a diva, and he seems to expect things a certain way, his way. And the women were not enough as they were. Cody seemed to make them feel like they weren't enough consistently on repeat, that they had to change to do things his way, to impress him, to earn his love, to earn his acceptance, to earn his investment in them so that he would act as a husband and a father in their household. A person should love you as you are. If you have to do things their way or change to earn love or to get acceptance from them, if you being you isn't enough and you have to impress them or earn their love or be subservient to them or do things their way and be controlled and you feel not good enough, like you have to bend over backwards just to get crumbs of reciprocation from the person, that's not love. In my opinion, Cody knew that the women initially in this plural marriage 
They revolved around him. He was the center of their universe. And their night with Cody, their time with Cody in that rotation, that energy that they got from that kept them going. It kept them feeling some love and some security in a very insecure and complex situation, a plural marriage with multiple wives. So Cody was a diva and he was very difficult. He was very critical. He liked things a certain way. And if you expected any type of a sense of love or validation or security back from Cody reciprocated as your husband in this plural marriage, you had to do things his way. You had to keep sweet. You had to be convenient. You had to earn his favor. You had to earn his love. You had to earn him being willing to invest as a husband and a father in your home. It's very controlling, it's very abusive emotionally, and it's manipulative, especially for a plural husband in a plural situation with multiple wives to employ this type of manipulation in this situation. When a lot of the wives' sense of stability and security in a plural situation comes from their husband being very in tune and connected with them in their individual relationship. The women already dealt with so many emotions with plural marriage, jealousy, envy, feelings of insecurity, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. And Cody knew himself that the women looked to a positive experience with him on their night with him to recharge their batteries, to go on in this very difficult, complex situation, this constant emotional roller coaster. And Cody used knowing this to his convenience, to his advantage, to boost his ego, to get his needs and wants met manipulating the women and preying on their insecurities. He knew those insecurities were there all the time with the women sharing him as their husband with these other women in this plural situation. Cody knew that and he preyed on it and he used that to control and emotionally manipulate these women and he got his wants and needs met as the women continually felt like they were not good enough, like they had to put themselves in a box to become what Cody wanted so that he would be present so that they would get what they need to continue. Nell even knows Cody's ego is tied up in wanting to keep her roped in because Robin wants the plural family. And Cody, if he were to try and pursue a reconciliation with Janelle, would be just doing it to uphold his ego, to save face, and to please Robin and appease her. He wouldn't really be doing it out of any love, loyalty, or respect for Janelle. If Cody tried to pursue Janelle, my opinion is he knows that Janelle comes with money. She comes with a strong work ethic, with the ability to work hard and with ambition. And Cody will have to support Robin and her kids on his finances alone now once Janelle is completely financially disentangled from them. So if he tries to pursue Janelle, it's about money and appeasing Robin, in my opinion. And maybe his ego and reputation, but he doesn't actually love Janelle at all, in my opinion. Kiss Naturals and Earthy Good offers all-natural DIY kits for kids to create their own lip balms, soaps, lip gloss, and bath bombs. These kits allow you to spend quality time with your child, creating unique, handmade items they can share proudly with family and friends. The best part is the products are 100% natural, the kits are made by a family business, the products are not tested on animals, and they're affordable too at just $24.95. Spend quality time connecting with the family, keep your kids off of their screens, and handcraft a gift your child can take pride in. 
Help your child express their inner creativity. There's something for every child. Head to earthygoodnaturals.com. Now, Suki asks Mary if Cody ever saw her loyalty, the loyalty he struggles now to find in Janelle. And Mary says no. Mary feels that Cody saw her loyalty years ago. At least he said he saw her loyalty years ago, but Mary doesn't think Cody actually saw it. Mary doesn't think what Cody saw in Mary and her loyalty he valued. Now, Cody is always bitching that he wants loyalty, and he ironically holds Robin up as a shining example of loyalty for all the ex-wives to emulate. Before they left, he was suggesting be more like Robin, the loyal wife. And what's interesting is the ex-wives were actually loyal. They sacrificed a lot for Cody and for the larger plural family. They actually had Cody's back. But Robin hasn't actually done anything to be loyal. She hasn't done anything for the family. All she has done is assist in destroying the family and managing Cody. She manages Cody, she fed the monster, and she manipulates the fuck out of him. And he keeps calling out how loyal Robin is. But what did Robin really do for the larger family? Is Robin really loyal to Cody or is Robin really only loyal to herself and her kids? As legal wife, Cody needs to really consider how loyal Robin actually is. Because Robin will not hesitate to throw Cody under the bus and leave with all of his coins when he treats her or her kids in the same way he does the rest of the family. Now, Suki points out to Mary how much Cody says he values loyalty, and Mary is saying that she is loyal. Mary says it's just not good enough. Nothing is ever good enough for Cody. Mary says Cody would ask her to do things. He would ask her to be a certain way. So he would ask her to change herself and be a certain way, just like he asked Janelle. He would ask her to fix a situation. He would ask her to share some information with him. He would ask her to do all of these things, a list of things in order to be able to fix their relationship. So Mary did all of those things that Cody asked of her, and it still just wasn't good enough. Mary says loyalty wasn't enough for Cody. Cody wasn't emotionally available to Mary. It's hard for Mary, we learn, to see Cody be emotionally available to somebody else. Mary jokes that it's like a knife in her kidneys. Of course, they're doing a callback to the scene where Cody complains about what a sacrifice it was to love Christine and, oh, it's like a knife in the kidneys bullshit. So Mary's laughing and she jokes that it was like a knife in the kidneys for her. Cody tells Suki that he told Mary he loved her when they got married, and he says he chose to love her when he married her. He chose to be romantic. Cody says Mary thinks he was madly head over heels in love with her, but Cody says that wasn't what he experienced. Cody says he was always a life-affirming person, and he affirmed what he wanted. So he told her all the time that he was in love with her. He did everything he could to love her. And Cody says Mary thinks they were just mad about each other. Cody says they acted that way. They played that out. Basically, they performed it. So for Mary, it felt very real. For Cody, he claims he felt like he was acting. 
after Cody says that they acted out love when they got married, Cody then tells Suki that he and Mary had a very romantic experience. They started out that way, but then there was a lot of dysfunction between them. Suki mentions Mary telling Cody and Robin that she was spending more time in Parowan, that she wanted to move her business there, and how heart-wrenching that conversation was. A conversation where Cody suggests that Mary should just live in the barn dominium with Cody's old unwanted tools, his discarded objects. How much more insulting can a person get? They replay the flashback scene of Mary breaking the news to Cody about moving the business to Parowan, and Cody and Robin are there, and Cody explains in this scene that there is a cognitive dissonance going on here where they aren't admitting where they're at. Cody says Robin and Mary are still talking about this relationship that the three of them have like they are still a family. And Cody is gathering from Robin that he has to be around Mary because Mary is his wife. But Cody says he doesn't need that kind of pressure from Robin. Mary mentions the different ring Cody is wearing during this scene. It's going to come up in a bit. Robin prompts Mary in this flashback to address the concern she has. And Mary tells Cody it doesn't mean that she is leaving him. It doesn't mean that she's leaving the family. And in this flashback scene, Cody says in his head, he is wondering why Mary lives in Flagstaff. Mary reiterates that she doesn't want Cody to think that she is walking away because at this point she still has hope. And Cody says Mary doesn't know what she wants, but she is asking him. So he threw out ideas and there was one idea about just throwing Mary in the barn dominium with his rusty old tools. He graciously offers this to Mary as if He's doing her this huge solid, this huge favor, like really taking care of her, that she can live there in this barn dominium with the shit he doesn't want anymore. And Mary says Cody just wants to put her out there with all of this stuff he doesn't want to see or deal with. And Mary says it's insulting. Robin says that Mary can be in a dark place wondering why she is trying anymore. And so Robin told her if she doesn't want to try anymore, she doesn't want to be selfish and keep Mary there. And Mary told Robin apparently not to ever say that to her again. She told Robin she needed Robin to always be fighting for her relationship with Cody because she has days when she is just too weak to continue to fight. So she needed someone else to fight for her. And Robin is that person. Now, Mary makes it clear that she didn't expect more from Cody in that moment. She got exactly what she expected from him. Mary thinks at that time that she really still had hope that there would be something different. But she didn't expect anything. She still hoped. I'm sure Robin's false hope added to that. Suki mentions that Mary told Robin to fight for her. That she needs Robin to fight for her. And Mary says there were times years ago where she and Robin had had those conversations. Robin would say things like that to Mary like, It's okay if you want to go. Our family doesn't always have to look the way it does now. It's okay if it looks different. It's okay if you have to go. And apparently Mary told Robin that this isn't what she wants. She wanted to hold her commitment and the promises she and Cody made when they got married. She wanted to believe that there is a part of Cody who is still the man she married 
who wants the person he married to and marry. And Robin really hoped that Cody would behave differently. She was giving Cody looks, trying to nudge him, going, you know, Mary is vulnerable here, talking about this. And Cody knew that Mary was very hopeful about it. And Suki wonders if when Cody reacted the way he did, if Robin was disappointed in him. Robin says she was frustrated. It wasn't helpful how Cody reacted. Robin admits just how selfish she is here. She says she didn't want Mary to leave. Now, Suki asks Christine if Robin put pressure on Cody to rekindle the relationship with Mary. And Christine admits she felt like for years and years, Robin has been telling Mary to hold on, hold on, hold on, stay, stay, please stay. And Christine feels like for years, Cody has also been saying, leave, 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 get out of my hair to Mary. So Christine feels like there is a big disconnect because Robin wants Mary to stay so badly and Christine gets that but there is also no life for Mary if she stays. Christine asks Mary has been here for how long? She asks how long without a relationship? How long without a marriage to just occasionally see the kids? Christine says it's not enough it's not a life. Christine is right. Christine is right. It was very selfish of Robin to continually put pressure on Cody and to continually give Mary these crumbs of false hope, pushing her, stay, stay, don't leave, stay, stay, don't go. It's a lot. And it's very selfish of Robin because Mary will never have a satisfying relationship and love and marriage with Cody. And Cody will never be able to give Mary the love that she deserves, needs, wants. Mary takes her promises seriously and she took her covenant seriously. It took her last season seeing Cody on TV saying he doesn't consider himself married to her for the light bulb to fully turn on and for her to fully let go of all hope. And you know, I hope that she feels that, you know, he technically broke the covenant first. He emotionally abandoned her as a husband he wasn't giving her fair and equal time. He didn't try to invest in the marriage. She had to change herself and do a laundry list of things for him to even be interested in possibly pursuing the relationship, which we know he would never be interested in. So Mary wasn't good enough as she was. None of these women who are all too good for Cody were good enough for Cody. He let them live in a state of constantly walking on eggshells. He made them believe they had to change to be enough for him so that he could give them love. This is bullshit and it's ridiculous. Apparently, Cody gave Mary a laundry list of stuff she needed to do and she complied and Cody still wasn't interested. If your partner expects you to change, if you aren't good enough as is, if they don't love and accept you as you are in this moment, in this very second, then it is not love and it is not gonna work out. And yes, you can feel emotions in your heart and you can have hope and you can hold on to that love, but it's a one-sided love. It's not worth it. Don't waste one more second of your life. Christine says she doesn't know what Robin's motive is. Christine doesn't know why Robin is pressuring Mary to stay in a situation where she is not happy. Now, I think Robin feels some type of guilt because she knows Mary sacrificed her legal marriage so Mary leaving, she kind of 
in some way. She'll never take any accountability, but she knows in some way when Mary gave the legal marriage to Robin and sacrificed that, it really affected her emotionally. On top of this, we have a very insensitive man who's doing things even while Robin is still courting him, burning down Mary's wedding ring and melting it down and keeping the gold and the diamonds. He probably made a ring for Robin with that. Robin knows Mary is not in a good emotional place, and I think she knows she has something to do with it. And in some way, not accountability, but she does feel guilt. And I think if Mary just stays, she will feel like she feels it less. Like she's not accountable, but she knows she's responsible. And if Mary leaves and she's left as a legal wife, she knows Mary made that sacrifice for her. And I believe that she does feel it and she knows she contributed to this. She will never take accountability, but this clinging to Mary is some type of guilt to assuage her guilt. It has selfish motivations. Robin just admitted to Suki that she was frustrated with Cody's reaction because she selfishly wanted Mary to stay. So Robin is completely comfortable with Mary being bound in an unfulfilling marriage in a non-existent relationship. She is comfortable with Mary being unhappy her whole life so that she can stick around and have what she wants. Mary there in this pseudo plural marriage where she gets to feel like Mary didn't leave so she doesn't have to feel the guilt of that or the responsibility of that, knowing Mary will be unhappy her whole life, knowing Cody doesn't really want anything to do with Mary. She's making these two people uncomfortable and miserable in their lives because it makes her happier to know she still lives in a plural family and oh, by the way, you know, Mary didn't leave so she doesn't have to feel any kind of guilt. If Robin really loved Mary and wanted to honor Mary, she would let Mary go and want Mary to be so happy and want Mary to find her love. Someone who loves, accepts, and respects her as she is. She would not selfishly want Mary to stay to be her emotional support person and she wouldn't also want her husband to be burdened by having to string Mary along when he knows it's never going to work and he doesn't really want to do it and he's just doing it to appease her. So Robin is willing to ruin and manipulate and fuck up Cody's life and Mary's life just so she doesn't have to feel her guilt, just so Mary sticks around and she can have what she wants. That's how selfish Robin is. That's how manipulative Robin is. That's how much she cares about herself, even ahead of Mary, who sacrificed so much for her, and ahead even of Cody. It's not in Cody's best interest in the mental state he's in to play act at being a husband when he really doesn't want to. That's unhealthy for Mary, and that's unhealthy for him as well. But Robin would have been more than happy with it, provided Mary stuck around. That just shows the depravity of the situation. Robin, seriously, she would be completely comfortable with her husband who doesn't want Mary around, just play acting, throwing crumbs at Mary, actually less than crumbs to Mary, just to give her some type of hope and string her along behind the scenes. I mean, Robin behind the scenes was really pushing Mary to stay. And she was more than comfortable with her husband being burdened and unhappy. And she was comfortable with Mary being in an unhappy relationship and marriage for the rest of her life just because she selfishly wants Mary to stay. Robin really only cares about Robin. Robin didn't want to be the only wife left standing. She doesn't want to be the one wife, the one and only wife Cody directs all of his resentment and anger out towards. Mary is her emotional support person and also Cody's punching bag. With Mary gone, it falls on Robin and only Robin. And suddenly she isn't the favorite wife. She is the only wife. 
Robin didn't care if Mary really wasted the rest of her life lonely, unhappy, and unfulfilled. And she also didn't care if her husband was just tolerating Mary just to appease her. Robin is that selfish. Robin is only about Robin, and she doesn't care if Mary is unhappy or if Cody is unhappy. She wants Mary there so she can say that she's in a plural marriage, so she isn't left alone with Cody, so she has her emotional support person, and I think she feels guilty and she knows she took Mary's legal marriage and she knows she is the only wife left. Robin wants to assuage her guilt for taking Mary's legal marriage and for the shit hitting the fan by forcing Cody to go on, by pressuring him to go on with this, by pressuring Mary to stay in this and giving her false hope. And it's all for Robin because Robin wants to keep Mary around. And what Robin wants overrides and supersedes. It comes before Mary's happiness and even her husband's happiness. Robin is very selfish. Robin says she understands what Christine is saying, but she thinks she hears things from Cody. She sees things from Cody. And she says Cody gets very inclusive about Mary. She says Cody always talks about needing to contact Mary because it's been a while. He considers Mary. And Robin says that there's something there if he considers her. Even though it's not the consideration that Mary wants, he still considers her. According to Robin, maybe it's not in the way Mary wants, but it's there. Yeah, he wants to know when she'll be leaving. That's what he considers. When are you leaving? When will you be out of my hair officially? If Robin were in Mary's shoes and once in a while, you know, she had the shitty relationship, non-existent relationship Cody has with Mary and she was in Mary's shoes and Mary told her, well, you know, he considers you. Sometimes he says he hasn't talked to you in a while. Maybe he should consider calling you, you know, he considers you. It's not what you want. It's not like a wife, but he mentions you sometimes. Like, would she be like, oh, that's great. I'm going to stay with him. Robin would never accept any of this fuckery. None of the fuckery that Christine went through. None of the fuckery Janelle went through. And certainly she would never accept for herself what Mary, what she was telling Mary that she should endure in Cody. No way. Cody explains that Robin wants he and Mary to reconcile. And he says he's frustrated by that pressure from Robin. He says from day one, Robin has been advocating for him reconciling with Mary. And Robin has done this for seven years, just prompting him to figure it out. But Cody says he just doesn't even feel any emotions of friendship with Mary. Not even friendship, not even that. And so he doesn't understand why Mary doesn't understand where their relationship is. Cody thinks Mary is in this position waiting for him to tell her, oh no, don't move to Parowan, wanting him to be worried over it, wanting him to be worried that she's moving away. But Cody admits he's just ambivalent and he has told Robin he doesn't feel married to Mary. Robin is very aware of where Cody stands and she still, despite knowing, pushing Cody and pushing Mary. That's selfish as fuck and manipulative. Next, Suki asks Janelle if Robin being there as the go-between in the relationship with Cody and Mary gives a sense of false hope to Mary. Janelle doesn't think so. She thinks Robin really does try to advocate for Mary. She says for better or for worse. For worse. Now, Janelle says if she were Robin, she would never put herself in that 
position. She says, if Cody can't talk to Mary alone, then they probably shouldn't be having any conversations. Janelle knows that Mary is the one who calls in Robin, and Janelle feels it's just a big mess. Suki wonders if Cody is afraid to say that this isn't working in front of Robin, like maybe he's afraid of Robin and how Robin will react. But Janelle doesn't think so because she says Cody would say it even in front of her. He was very vocal about Mary with Janelle, that there was no hope of a relationship there with Mary. So Janelle really doesn't think that Cody's afraid to say it. Suki mentions to Christine that there have been moments where Cody has been very emotionally withdrawn from Mary, yet Mary still has hope. Christine responds that she thinks you have hope until you realize you don't have hope anymore. And that realization that there is no hope anymore, Christine says it might be a while after that until you can leave. Christine says she had hope for so long and she imagines Mary felt the same way. Even though Cody said things, she still had hope. But the time comes when you realize there is no hope. Cody says he will always love Mary and he can't be in love with Mary though. It's not safe for him. Cody says when he says that you can make up any bullshit you want, but he will not sit here and drive the bus over Mary because Cody says this is sad this is heartbreaking it just didn't work so now Cody wants to make it seem like everyone throws Mary under the bus everyone's hard on her but he doesn't do that he's never thrown her under the bus he's a stand-up guy he won't do that oh it's no one's fault it just didn't work out he's a stand-up guy he's not gonna sully the dishwater now he has nothing bad to say about Mary It just didn't work. It's no one's fault. He's not going to throw her under the bus. You know, Cody took every chance he could to twist the knife and be cruel to Mary. I don't condone the way he treated Mary. He was cruel to Mary. He was verbally and emotionally abusive to her. He was neglectful of her. He abandoned her as a husband. And we can all recall things like, for example, Cody going out of his way to hurt Mary by telling the reporter in the car that they weren't intimate anymore, that they weren't living as a married couple. He didn't have to say that. He said it just to hurt her when it was completely unnecessary for him to say. We've seen Cody be resentful of Mary. We've seen him be downright cruel. And we know Mary wanted to tell the world that it was over and that she receives a lot of flack for remaining in this loveless, cruel marriage to an idiot. Now, Cody told her, that he didn't know why she called him. She called him on their anniversary. He said they weren't married in his eyes anymore. They weren't acting as a married couple. He couldn't understand why he called. And so Mary said she wanted to tell the world to ease things so that they knew the truth so she could tell her story. Cody refused. He said he didn't want the fallout. He didn't want the criticism from this falling on him. So he wanted Mary to keep it private and he didn't care that people were critical of Mary. He just doesn't want them to be cruel to him. That's what kind of a real stand-up guy, what a big man this guy is. He prefers his ex-wife and the mother of his kid take all the criticism rather than he taking it like a man. Some people were really downright cruel to Mary over this. Cody didn't care that Mary wanted to be honest or that she wanted to use her voice and tell her story, or that it might cut down on the criticism she was receiving. 
Cody wanted it private. He cared more about his ego and his feelings and his reputation and his optics and the criticism he might receive. He was fine with his ex-wife, the mother of his child, taking all of the slings and arrows. That was fine. His main concern was not wanting the target on his back even if he may have eased Mary's suffering a little bit. And now here this jackass is trying to look righteous, that he would never throw Mary under the bus, trying to appear to be noble, saying that he won't drive the bus over her. Oh, it just didn't work out. When he has sat there, he twisted the knife, getting off on Mary's pain season after season. Mary explains to Suki that she had a separate conversation with Robin And then she asked Robin to come to this conversation with Cody. She asked Robin to be there because Robin speaks Cody. And in a second here, we're going to see the level of manipulation, how Robin really tried to manipulate the whole family into believing that because she spoke Cody, she needed to be triangulated in and involved in mediating all of their relationships. That's how she wedged herself in there and tried to interfere playing the family counselor so that she could manipulate and control situations as if no one else could understand Cody the way she could. What a crock of shit. Suki asks Robin if she thinks she speaks Cody, if she thinks she gets Cody. Robin thinks she gets Cody pretty well. She really understands him. And Robin thinks that the other sister wives have the capacity to get Cody, but he can easily be misunderstood. Because Robin says Cody says everything that's in his head, and most people filter it and Cody doesn't. But Robin thinks that's hard for people to understand. Now, Christine knows that Mary asked Cody to be there because Robin thinks she can speak Cody. And Christine calls it. She says that's bullshit that Robin can speak Cody. Christine explains that she has known Cody since she was 18 years old, so she's known him for 32 years, a very long time. And she can read Cody pretty well. She can speak Cody very well too. But Robin, she says, convinced all of them that she could speak Cody and better than everyone else and that she would mediate all of their relationships in the family. So Christine recalls one time asking Robin herself to mediate their relationship. And then she realized she knew Cody well enough to deal with this herself. She didn't need Robin. Now, Christine says Robin convinced all of them that she needed to be there in the relationships involved because she can speak Cody and they can't. Janelle says Robin always touted that she spoke Cody, but Janelle didn't feel like she needed a translator. Janelle says she and Cody, they were married for a very long time and they did okay without Robin in the picture. She didn't need Robin there now. Janelle knows she speaks Cody just fine. Janelle says Robin likes to position herself in a way saying that she speaks Cody and Janelle reveals that Robin even does it with her kids and that really bugs her. Janelle says Robin has told her children in the past, hey, have a conversation with her. Have a conversation with her and their dad and she was assuring them that she would be there to help Buffer because she speaks Cody. She was going to help mend the relationship. She was going to sit there and sit with the kids and sit with Cody since she speaks Cody to manage and control the situation. Now, Janelle's kids were like, fuck no. Janelle's kids felt like Cody was their dad. They didn't need Robin to speak Cody. 
they share Cody's DNA. They could speak Cody just fine. They grew up from a baby till now around Cody, knowing their father. They have his number down pat. They don't need this woman coming in saying, oh, I can speak Cody. What she wants to do is get all the information to manage, manipulate, and control the situation to try. She wants, she feels like she has to have control over everything. She's anal about everything and she wants to try and manage and manipulate everything. That's not going to fly. I would be pissed. I understand why this really bugs Janelle. It would piss me off. Cody's kids can't even have their own private relationships with their dad. She even wants to insert herself there and become indispensable in those situations. That is really gross and manipulative. Oh, Janelle's kids told Robin they didn't need her there to speak with their dad. They speak Cody just fine. This I speak for Cody thing where Robin says she speaks Cody, it really, really, really bugs Janelle, especially when it comes to her kids. And Janelle feels Cody can speak for himself. He's a grown ass man. He's a man baby. But yes, he's a 50 plus year old man. Technically, he could speak for himself. He did it before Robin came into the picture. He could do it now. Okay, so we have the ex-wives making it clear that Robin tried very hard to not only insert herself, to triangulate herself into their relationships, she really tried to involve herself in the private one-on-one relationships between Cody and his other wives. She wanted to always be involved and informed and the wedge or the go-between claiming, oh, she can speak Cody, she can mediate, she gets Cody. They don't. So that she has to be there, so that she's indispensable, so that she's there to filter, to speak for him, to mediate. She wants control. She wants to manage everyone and everything in this family. She wants to manipulate. We know she is the neck that turns the head. We know she wears the pants. And we know that Cody went to Robin regarding all of his relationships with the other wives and with the kids. Because like he said last season or the season before that, Robin was good at relationships and she knew how to make them work. She was good at making them work. So Cody always went to Robin. It seems Robin tried very hard to convince everyone they needed her. She was indispensable to them. They needed to involve her in their private relationships with Cody since she had the superpower that no one else had of speaking Cody and they didn't. Now, I think all Robin wanted to do was control, manage, and manipulate every person, every relationship, and every situation in the family by inserting herself and trying to become indispensable to the family and to Cody. And she knew she would always be able to have the 411 on all the issues in the family. She knew she would always be able to manage Cody, even in his marriages with the other women. Tell me she isn't a selfish master manipulator. Now, the worst part is she didn't just try to manipulate the wives. She also tried to insert herself with the kids to try to manipulate and manage them into having these conversations with Cody, with her present there. She wants to insert herself in everything. She wants control. She can't stand the idea of not having full control over everyone and everything and every issue in that family. Now, Cody's kids share Cody's DNA. They can speak Cody just fine. Their relationships with their dad are their private relationships with their dad. And it's very entitled of Robin to presume that she would be an asset or that her presence was even appropriate at all or wanted in these situations, in these private conversations. Robin insists to control every relationship in the family. And notice, everything Robin inserts herself in blows up in her face. 
I will never forget the honeymoon special in season one. Cody didn't want to call his wives. He knew they were mad at him and they were very emotional. They were sad. They were on emotional roller coasters. They were suffering because Robin had married Cody. They were going on their honeymoon and the family's world was in upheaval, never to be the same again, as Cody and Robin took an almost two-week sexcation to San Diego. They went on a trip to San Diego, trip of their dreams, crossing off things off their bucket list, this two-week trip in paradise, and none of the other wives ever got that type of trip or that type of honeymoon with Cody. They got rushed, disorganized, road trips, let's just throw you in a car and take you to the sixth of Wyoming type of honeymoons. Now, Cody wanted to avoid calling back home. He didn't want to deal with it. And Robin warned Cody he had to call. He was advised by her on what to tell each wife so that she would feel more secure, so she would feel better, saying she had the female perspective. She understood this. She said he had to put on his big boy pants. And then Cody looked at the camera during this episode and he says, we decided to give them some of what they want, meaning we Cody and Robin decided to give them, the other wives, some more crumbs of what they want, some more string to string them along. And Robin was advising Cody how to talk to his wives, what to say. They decided together how much, what, and to which wife gets what crumbs. Cody would give crumbs and Robin helped Cody manage in stringing them along. We decided to give them some more of what they want. Christine didn't marry Robin and Cody. Janelle didn't marry Robin and Cody. Mary didn't marry Robin and Cody. What right did Robin have to have any position at all in the private relationships between Cody and his wife? She had no place in those marriages. What right did Robin have to help Cody manage his other private marriages or to advise him or to interfere at all? Cody put Robin in that position and Robin stuck her nose in where it doesn't belong knowing if it was her, she wouldn't accept it if another wife was interfering and triangulating herself in her relationship with Cody. And by the end of this, Robin will be the one who throws Cody under the bus. She'll take all his coins as legal wife with no hesitation when he starts treating her and her kids the way he treated his other wives and kids. She played the long game and she played it well. But how does she sleep at night? How does she sleep at night knowing it was at the expense of the larger family. Mary says she has to own her truth, and she says if that truth hurts Cody, she's sorry. She expects the fact that Cody will do the same thing. He will say things intentionally to hurt her. She'll get mad, but she says she'll deal with it. Mary recalls the barn dominium clip, and she says it hurt her that Cody suggested that she live there in that barn dominium. Mary says that's what Cody feels And she can't fault him for that. She can't fault him for saying what he feels. Now, Mary says, when Cody told Robin not to put the pressure on him, that they were a family when they aren't there in this place where they are a family, and that there is this cognitive dissonance there, Mary said that's what he should have communicated to her, that they weren't a family, that he didn't consider her a part of his family. And she says if she knew that, They weren't a family, that Cody felt there was cognitive dissonance, that he wasn't a family with her, that she wasn't a part of the family, then she wouldn't have tried to still be a part of the family so much. Christine says the Barn Dominium stuff, it was very insulting to tell Mary to go live with all of his garbage, with all of the stuff he doesn't really want. 
Christine brings up the perception, the appearance of things. And she says, let's have the perception of something cool. We'll make it look really cool. But really, you're going to live with my garbage, with the stuff I don't really care about. And Christine says that was one of the most insulting things that she has ever heard. And she thinks Cody was thinking that he was being benevolent, that he was doing such a kind thing. Christine says Mary stuck around and Cody just discarded her like that. Christine laughs next about the ring Cody was wearing, the ring thing. And then she explains the backstory of that. Suki mentions how Mary recognized that Cody was wearing a new ring when he was at her house. And Christine explains that Cody and Mary, they had wedding rings together. And Robin was in the picture. They weren't married yet. They were courting. And Cody just decided to take the wedding ring that Mary gave him and he melted it down without even talking about it first. He melted the ring down and he saved the gold and he saved the diamonds. Yeah, he probably made a ring for Robin out of that. Now, Mary had asked Cody, where is our wedding ring one day? You don't wear our wedding ring anymore. And Cody told her, yeah, I melted it down. I saved the gold. I saved the diamonds. It's melted down. Now, Christine was shocked. She obviously thought it was incredibly disrespectful. And Cody told her he didn't want Mary to have control and power over him anymore. So he decided one day he was just going to melt the ring down and that's what he did. Now, Christine felt that was still his wedding ring. He had that ring for decades. So after Cody went and did that, all of the wives got together and they collectively got Cody a Clara ring. And Cody wore that ring for a very long time. And then Cody designed his own ring a ring with Robin. They designed the ring together and wore it. So Cody now having a new ring from Robin. They probably bought them together to signify their new beginning. Christine doesn't know the details. But Mary gets really upset when she finds out that Christine has shared the story of how Cody melted down his wedding ring from her without even a care in the world. Mary is very upset. She looks really hurt. She's kind of lashing out. And Mary says... She's beyond frustrated and she explains that after the one-on-one taping, she found out that a story was told about her and it's not a story she ever shared publicly in all of these years. Mary says it's her story to tell when, where, and how she wants to tell it and now someone else, Christine, has told that story. So now Mary feels forced, like her hands are tied, like she's forced to talk about it and she's really not happy about having to talk about it. Mary feels that it wasn't really Christine's place or her business to tell this story. And Mary says Christine can laugh about it, but it really wasn't her business to tell. Christine wasn't laughing about it or she wasn't laughing at Mary. She thought it was sad how callous Cody was and she was making a point about how cruel Cody was, how callous. Now, Mary is right. She should be the one to tell her story of what she experienced and she should be able to tell her story her way in her own time. But I don't believe Christine did it intentionally. I don't believe Christine was laughing at Mary. And I don't believe Christine meant it to be disrespectful. She just wanted to show the way that Cody is. She wasn't trying to be disrespectful to Mary. I think if anything, it makes people really empathize with Mary more because that was disgusting and very cruel. Actually, that may have been one of the most cruel things I've heard of Cody doing. Now, Mary feels her hand is forced, so now she has to tell a story that she really wasn't prepared to tell. So Mary explains that right around the time that Robin came into the family, when Robin and Cody were courting, Cody had talked about just not wearing the wedding ring she gave to him anymore. 
So Cody told Mary clearly that he didn't want her to have a claim on him and he didn't think it was fair that Mary had claim on him. So Cody's way of doing that was to melt down the wedding ring. And Mary says that ring, that wedding ring, it was a sign of their marriage and their commitment to each other. And Cody melted it down and it hurt Mary tremendously. She was very hurt and she should be. And she wonders who's to say that Cody didn't just melt down their whole relationship in that moment when he melted down the ring. Mary says symbolically, that's what Cody did to her. Mary remembers asking him, well, if you're not going to wear the ring, if she can just have it since it was sentimental to her, it means a lot to her if she can just keep it. And Cody told her no, he melted it down, he was saving the golden diamonds, and he didn't want her to have any claim on him. Mary recounts that it was a very, very painful situation, and obviously, who wouldn't be hurt by something like that? Now, Cody is a total callous dick. And he knew that would hurt Mary a lot. And he knew he abandoned her as a husband intimately and otherwise at that point. And not only that, he now melted down her ring to teach her Robin is the favorite now. You're nothing to me. That's torture. That's emotional terrorism. That's emotional abuse. And that's very fucked up. It's very callous. It's very cruel. What's interesting is Peyton did an interview once where he recounted that Before Robin coming into the family, he says Mary was actually the favorite wife. In his opinion, he believed that Mary was actually the favorite wife. But even as favorite wife, Mary was never treated with the favor to the extent that Robin was, but that he still would have considered Mary the favorite before Robin. And so I was thinking about that and how Right when he was courting Robin, he decided not to wear Mary's ring anymore. Not only that, he had it melted down. He basically disappeared the ring and made it non-existent anymore. So maybe that was symbolic of saying, well, Robin is the favorite now. You're no longer the favorite. I'm going to treat you like shit now. You're going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. He callously, so cruelly melted down this ring, knowing how much it would hurt Mary And my guess is he probably took some of that gold in those diamonds and he made a ring for Robin, the favorite wife, out of it. How cruel is this man? My mouth was wide open. Usually I am not a silent person. I normally have a lot to say. I'm normally yelling at the TV. Honestly, I was silent. My mouth was wide open like O-M-G-W-T-F. I could not believe it. That is exceptionally cruel. Just very fucked up. Cody seems to really take pleasure in inflicting pain on others. It seems sadistic. It's very disturbing the depths this guy will go to. And I'll bet that gold and those diamonds really were reused on Robin's ring without even a care in the world. There are no words. Seriously, I normally have a lot to say. I'll yell at the TV screen. I'm very animated. And this time I really was rendered speechless when I heard this story. Now, I love how in the beginning of this episode, Cody bullshitted. And he said he was life-affirming and he didn't love Mary, but he just told Mary he loved her and he acted that way, hoping that it would come to fruition. Now, if Cody is all about affirming and manifesting and being life-affirming and the power of intention and positive energy, what type of manifestation, what type of intention, what is burning the wedding ring affirmative of other than the non-existence of Cody's love commitment and covenant to marry the nullification of that Cody wanted to erase it energetically and symbolically and the emotional torture of putting your wife 
who stood by you ride or die through that, that is abusive. That is incredibly cruel and abusive. And it seems to me that Cody gets off on hurting these women. He gets off on cruelty when he sees them upset because of his actions, because of his words. It makes him feel like he has power over them to see them upset over him. It makes him feel like he has control. And I think he knows if he shows displeasure, if he shows anger, the women will do all that they can to feel secure, to gain his favor, to earn his love, to feel like enough to please Cody so that he gives back crumbs so that they can feel secure, so that they can feel validated in this complicated mess of plural marriage with three other women married to a mentally unhinged, emotional mess of a controlling, selfish, egotistical nincompoop. This was suffering, and Cody relished in the pain and in the chaos. There is something very wrong with this man. He's disturbed, and the things we don't know that he has done in private are going to be worse than anything we could ever imagine. Mary says this thing with Cody telling her she didn't have any claim on him or their marriage and him melting down the symbol, the most important symbol of their marriage, the ring, that happened seven years prior to the catfishing thing. And Mary spent those seven years trying to be in this relationship with Cody, in this relationship that he did not want to be in with her. And Mary says things like that happened throughout all of these years leading up to her just wanting to have a friend. And Mary says she didn't have any friends in her family. Now, Suki mentions the melted down gold ring situation to Robin. And Robin says Cody melted down Mary's ring before she even came along. And Robin says Cody wasn't wearing a wedding ring when she met him. So it has nothing to do with her. Now, Suki asks Cody to tell her about the new ring that he was wearing at Mary's house. And Cody says he saw it. He saw a cool ring. This ring was nicer than the one he had. He thought it was cool. So Cody says he got this ring and he got rid of his wedding ring, the Clotter ring. And he said those relationships were over. So Cody says the only relationship that has any potential left is the relationship with Janelle. So he took off the Clotter ring. He's done. And this new ring he got is a new beginning. Now, Suki asks Mary what she wasn't receiving when Cody was putting all that out there, meaning when he was talking shit about her on the show. And Mary says she knows the kind of person Cody can be. She has seen it. She has seen the kind Cody Brown. She has seen the happy Cody Brown. And she has seen the giving and the loving Cody Brown. And she fully expected that to come back around at some point. Suki points out that instead, he put Mary in the barn dominium. And Mary says she isn't in the barn dominium. It's those kinds of things, though, that led her closer and closer to wondering why Cody didn't just say the words and tell her instead of all of this. Now, Mary says Cody isn't saying it. He just says these unkind things publicly about her, but he wasn't saying it to her. And Mary says she isn't going to just say, well, Cody's a jerk, so she's going to leave him. She says this is a commitment. It's marriage. It's a committed marriage. And Mary takes her commitments more seriously than that. She's not just going to leave. And she explains that in her faith, when they got married, when she and Cody married, it was a marriage of an eternal nature forever and ever, even in the afterlife. So after so many years of Cody not coming around 
and so many years of him abandoning her emotionally and then of him saying all of these mean things about her publicly on the show. It's very hurtful to her and that has led her to move to the Airbnb and it has led her to move her business to Parowan. And Cody says the damage here is anything he says is going to be ripping that wound back open so he doesn't want to say it. All he wants to say is he loves Mary and he wants her to have a happy life and he doesn't think he and Mary can functionally be in a marriage relationship. Cody is a book of walking contradictions. He said he never loved her. Now he loved her. It was romantic. He loves her now. So he wants to refrain from hurting her. He doesn't want to do anything to look worse. He doesn't want to shit talk her here now at the one-on-one because he knows Mary will directly find out about it and have to address it. He doesn't want to look bad. He's trying to manage his optics. So now he's trying to take the approach as if he has been doing this with peace and love all along. He would never talk bad about Mary when that is all Cody has done for the past decade or more on this TV show and privately too, as we see from the melted down ring. God knows what else he's done in private. Horror stories, I bet. Suki plays Cody the flashback scene of the pivotal moment where he and Mary decide to be done. And Mary makes it clear she's going to be moving to Parowan during this scene. Mary recounts that Cody told her it was never going to happen. He has no interest in having a relationship with her. He told her her life was not one that he wanted to ever insert himself into. So Mary tells Cody in this scene that she thought they could reconcile if they both wanted to relearn who each other was now at this point since they were different people when they got married. Mary felt like they could relearn each other. They could learn who each other was now at this point to try and maybe reestablish a relationship. But Mary doesn't think they know each other now. And Mary says when Cody told her he had no desire to work on the relationship or for their marriage to ever heal, that was very painful for her. And Mary felt her heart speeding up during that conversation because she remembered what he promised her on their wedding day. And Mary takes it very seriously. Now, they play the scene of Robin sobbing, walking away, crying for all of the attention to be on her. Now, Cody says he was trying to be totally honest. Mary wanted something that they can't have together. And Cody says time changes things. And what Mary is looking for, it's something very different than what he wants and then what he's able to give her. Now, Cody feels a lot of what was there was just naivety. And Cody says... He was sincere three years ago when he was saying, let's try to make this work. Mary reminds Cody that that was four years ago, and she was very confused as to why nothing happened after that. There was no effort from Cody after he was saying, let's try to make this work. He did nothing to try and make it work, and then he just talked shit on her. Now, Mary was so excited after their first anniversary in Flagstaff because He cheers to a new beginning. He seemed interested in trying to make the relationship work. And then nothing happened. Cody made no effort. And by their next anniversary, the year of the Rona, they went on a drive for that anniversary. And then it started this whole intense conversation. Cody told Mary that he didn't think it would work. And Mary says she didn't feel like Cody was clear. She didn't feel like Cody was definite on it with her, not until this year on their anniversary where he was very clear. 
Mary didn't know that it was definite, that he was sure that it wouldn't work until then because apparently Cody never made it clear to her. Now, Mary tells Cody when he said he didn't consider himself married to her, she thought, okay, because she had no idea. She didn't know it was to that extent. And she saw Cody say things publicly, things like, I don't even consider Mary my wife. If she were to go find another guy, it wouldn't bother me. And Mary says that was a turning point for her. It hurt her a lot. Cody asks Mary if he's being fair during this flashback scene, if he's being fair with her. And Mary says Cody is being fair. He's being kind with her. At least in that moment, he was kind with her and she appreciates that. But it doesn't mean she isn't mad at him for not giving her what they promised each other when they got married. Now, we have to remember, Mary was raised in this faith and she still may believe in her faith and they firmly believe when they get married it's eternal it's forever eternal including the afterlife it's a big 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 commitment and you don't just get divorced and you know you're taught to stay you stick it out you stay you stay so Mary takes her covenant her promise very seriously And Cody abandoned that covenant a long time ago. So for her, she has to reconcile as well with the spiritual side of this. This is not easy for her because she was raised in a faith and it's ingrained in her that you do stay. And now she's having to leave to get what she deserves. But this spiritual aspect may not be so easy on her. Cody explains that he and Mary had a conversation that day or the day before. They had a private conversation And there was more of an awareness there. And Cody felt this is the issue in the breakup with Mary. Mary wants love in a specific format, in a specific way. It's something she wants. But Cody has a different kind of a love for Mary in a specific way, in a specific format for her. And it's not what Mary wants. It's a different kind of love than what Mary wants. And he can't give her that. So Cody says the conversation they had before this public breakup conversation was him asking Mary privately what she needs in this marriage. Isn't it convenient that the one time Cody is really trying to communicate and hear Mary's voice and hear what her wants and needs are, it's done privately. And Cody's the one recounting to us how in tune he was, how communicative, and we're only hearing it from Cody and we're hearing that it happened in private. Yet everything else we've seen of him and his communication skills are that he's not able to communicate and it's very lackluster. Uh, So I find this hard to believe. Him asking Mary, what do you want out of this marriage? What do you need? Cody says he told Mary, I can't give you that. He told her that they can fake it through. They can do this. He can be fake. He can act as her husband. And he told her he was willing to put more effort into faking that if she really wants to do that. But what she was asking for, he didn't have to give her. So Mary said she can't. She can't do that. Mary reminds us of last year's one-on-one special from last season. Mary told Suki then the story about how she and Cody had been out on a drive on their anniversary when they had their first conversation where he told Mary he wasn't going to be in a marriage with her. It would never move forward. And Mary told Cody that they should address it publicly at that point. And at that point, Cody told Mary, no, he doesn't want to. He didn't need that kind of criticism. And that was in April. 
Then in September, Mary saw the scene where Cody said he didn't even consider her a wife. So Mary says this flashback clip of her breakup with Cody, that is maybe a month or two after that where they continued to have a couple of private conversations. But Cody still wasn't wanting to discuss this publicly. But Mary didn't think it was fair and she felt it was something that had to be documented. So Suki clarifies that Cody did say it publicly. He just didn't say it to Mary publicly. Mary agrees. She had an issue with that. She felt she was owed that. She felt she was owed Cody having that conversation with her publicly for everyone to see instead of seeing it after the fact. So Mary says there were scenes she had just seen for the first time that day of the one-on-one special last year when they were played back to her that she had never seen before. For example, the one of Cody saying he didn't consider himself married to her. Now, Mary recalls telling Suki back then that she was still processing this. She was trying to figure it out to do what she needed to do. She was shocked. Now, Janelle doesn't know why Mary hasn't left before now because Janelle says she would have left. Suki tells Janelle that she said that Cody never told her straight to her face and that's what she was waiting for, for Cody to tell her straight to her face that he was done. Janelle guessed that he told Mary. She assumed that he had already told Mary because he had told her so much about his bad relationship with Mary, how it would never go anywhere, that she figured he was telling Mary that too. And she says if Cody wasn't telling that to Mary directly, it was very unfair and it was a very uncool thing for Cody to do. Suki asks Mary if Mary ever picked up the phone and called Cody after just seeing those clips last season, but Mary didn't try to call. Mary doesn't think Cody would have heard her. And Suki asks an important question. She asks if it's about Mary being heard rather than Cody hearing her. And Mary says her voice will be heard. She will no longer be silent. I really hope Mary sings from the hilltops like Maria in The Sound of Music because that ring story is one of a plethora where these women suffered because of one man's ego, control, emotional abuse, toxic behavior, and insecurity. Cody gets off on intentional cruelty. And when you add that sadistic aspect of his personality to the selfishness and narcissistic traits layered with the complexities of plural marriage and that emotional roller coaster, you can only imagine the emotional torture these women suffered in this plural situation with a husband who always puts himself first. He puts his convenience first. He puts his ego first. These women didn't get to feel like enough. They didn't feel like enough as they were loved as is. They had to change themselves. They had to constantly jump through hoops just to get Cody's crumbs of love, to feel secure, to feel like they had some stability in their relationship with Cody in this plural situation, rather than having a stable husband they can look to, to feel validated and secure in. They had the insecurity of plural marriage and all of those negative emotions to battle, plus a man who used those emotional roller coasters and insecurities to his own convenience, knowing the wives would run to please him, to impress him, to gain his favor 
so he can just give them back crumbs just so they can feel slightly secure with Cody. Cody used the emotional roller coasters his wives were on in this plural situation. He used their suffering. He used the insecurities that come with plural marriage that the wives experienced and he magnified them by being difficult, by being critical, by being controlling, by being demanding, by being a diva. And he seemed to make the women feel that they weren't worthy, that they had to earn his love, that they had to earn their worth with him so that they would have his favor. They had to please him. They had to earn his love. They had to do all of these things. Just being themselves wasn't enough. They had to please Cody. And pleasing Cody meant changing themselves, being convenient for him, keeping sweet, cooking differently, even cleaning differently to his liking. It seemed that really Cody controlled every aspect of their lives, knowing these women just wanted to feel seen and heard and loved like they mattered and accepted as they were. And the worst part is they never felt like they were enough. They always felt like they had to gain Cody's love, like they had to earn Cody's love. It wasn't just innate and intuitive and given that their husband loved them. They had to please Cody. They had to earn it. They had to get that security and stability through earning that love from Cody because he wouldn't give it readily as their husband. Just to feel secure in their marriage, just to feel stable, like they mattered this week on their night, just to feel like everything was okay in their marriage on their night with this guy this idiot. To earn Cody's favor, to earn Cody's acceptance, to earn Cody's love, to feel like they were okay in this plural situation, like they were okay in their relationships, like they were okay in these marriages. These women had to put themselves in a box to become a shadow of themselves, to become what Cody wanted, to meet his demands, to please him. And as the plural husband, Cody knew if he withdrew his favor, if he withdrew his love, if he was angry, if he didn't dispense the crumbs the wives relied on to feel secure in this situation, that they would inevitably bend backwards to try and shift Cody's behavior, to try and shift his mood, to become more convenient for him, to become what Cody wanted so that he would show up at their home for their kids and for them, so that he would be present and seem invested as a father and a husband in their home. That's torture. That's emotional abuse. And there aren't enough eggshells in the world for these women to walk on. Nothing ever seemed to be enough for Cody. I am just happy the women are free. Christine found love and I'm super excited to know after the four-part one-on-one special, there will be a wedding special, a two-part wedding special. I am so happy to meet David and I'm so happy to see Christine with a real man. And I hope also that Janelle and Mary can also find that happiness and love and companionship in life. Every human soul deserves that. It is better to be alone than to be with a man, though, who isn't good enough for you, who gets off on making you feel like you aren't ever enough for him. Three women left Cody, and maybe Cody should ask himself if the issue is that he just isn't good enough. That does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week for part three of the one-on-one special. See you soon. Bye.